Digital Marketing Radio, episode 202. Video advertising on Facebook. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Broadcasting live on the Digital Marketing Radio Facebook page, this is the weekly show that prizes actionable advice from today's top digital marketers. Catch up with all the previous episodes at DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain Hello, I'm David Bain and today I'm joined by someone who over the past year has grown a four-man video marketing agency from part-time to full-time and beyond. He's based out of Southeast Massachusetts. Welcome to DMR, Matt Johnson. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thanks for joining me, Matt, in this um, new experiment of um, different uh, video technology that we're broadcasting live on Facebook, and hopefully a few people are seeing us here. So, uh, yeah, great to have you here. You can find Matt over at mobiusmediasolutions.com that's mobius that's how you pronounce it isn't it Matt? Mm-hmm. that's correct yeah great stuff okay well um i guess the first question is um why video matt yeah so um we really took on video because uh my background is actually in high-end video production so uh, video was always a huge passion of mine as a kid um, i started started very young uh understanding and noticing the differences between you know, things like cinematography, the way that a movie or film looks uh, versus, you know, um, the way that it's acted. So I really fell in love with the technical side of video and video editing and things like that. Um, and as I grew up, I just, you know, I did a lot of freelance work, freelance uh, uh, video editing and, and video production, uh, always kind of leaning towards the technical side rather than the d- directorial side of things. And, um, you know, I kind of noticed over time that the product that, that I was providing for people um, at a premium as a freelancer was all well and good, but um, you can't really go out and get the, the, the big fish per se without, you know, either really being able to sell incredibly well as a freelancer or being able to build out your business and, and, and grow your foundation so that you're more of a, you know, a full service video production company, you can go out and get, you know, larger clients. So what I realized uh, with a couple mentors um, that I've that I've had over the years is um, uh, kind of justifying a return on investment is the best way to be able to sell video services. And the kind of the niche that we fell into was using digital marketing to do that. Uh, and then my mind just kind of exploded into um, learning everything I could about online marketing, um, Facebook specifically, because uh, video is huge on Facebook right now. So that kind of love and passion for video really turned into using that to be able to, um, using that within uh, channels to be able to bring a return on investments. So if you're going to pay X amount for a video, I want to be able to provide you with X amount return on that so that we can then develop a monthly retainer style traditional so, agency. So, uh, so, so why Facebook rather than YouTube? Really because uh, Facebook as an advertising platform, um, I mean, right now we see, we're just seeing better results for what we do for our clients. So, um, and the metrics really can't be touched. I mean, the, the, the kinds of things that we can read about, you know, our clients' customers and the things that our clients' customers are doing and how much, you know, of the video they're watching and things like that uh, and who we can target specifically Um I think is really powerful. So that's why we've really gravitated to uh, Facebook specifically. 
And um, in terms of types of videos, is it um, a short, snappy video with um, a very distinctive call to action that will work best? Or have you experimented and, and found that you know other types of videos work well as well? Sure. So kind of the caveat to, um, to Facebook is that um, currently, you know, uh, March 2017, uh, Facebook video advertising, um, it's really about building a relationship with the customer. So um, what we do is um, we try and create video and create content around, you know, benefiting uh, the actual, our, you know, our clients, customers. Um, so it's not really about so much direct sale as it is, you know, a benefit to, to the actual client solving a pain point for that individual before we ever get to a sale. And uh, with that being said, content is king for us. So whether it's a short snappy video or a longer video, uh, what it really comes down to is um, that being a very subjective question. It depends on what it is that we're selling, what the actual material is. Um, you know, if we're, if we're going to run an ad that's basically a video that really explains top to bottom, you know, how to do something online or, you know, how to, how to do something within, you know, whatever industry our client lives within, uh, then as long as the content is there and it's engaging, um, the length of the actual video will vary. So there hasn't been so much of a sweet spot per se. We typically, we typically try and stay with shorter videos just because, you know, people say that people's attention spans are, are, are shortening these days. But I, I would counter that by saying, I don't know if it's necessarily the attention span that's shortening more than it is uh, a plethora of content. So people are hammered with content every day that they'll cycle through. But once they get a piece of content that actually sparks their interest, they'll sit and actually watch five, six, seven, eight minutes of it and consume that. So it's really about, you know, creating content that is uh, engaging to your audience. And then the time frame uh, of the video itself will really be dictated by, you know, what you're trying to, to get across in that video. And do you just produce the one video to begin with? Or do you have a real niche audience in mind and perhaps actually produce multiple videos for different types of audiences? Yeah, so we do, we do a whole slew of different things. We do... We found that um, for cold market penetration specifically, doing uh, videos that really talk about a company's journey or a company, you know, about who that company is, talking about, you know, kind of um, why they started doing what they're doing and using that simply in kind of a brand awareness kind of way um, is a great way to start the beginning funnel of what's going to be, you know, a... Um, a sales driven video that pumps people into, you know, onto a landing page and with an upsell and stuff like that. So really, really uh, utilizing um, multiple videos um, to be able to operate within that sales funnel for that product that we're selling uh, is a huge asset. So um, we'll start usually if it's a client that comes on board and they're like, look, you know, we have X amount to throw at this and we want to be able to, uh, you know, build our brand awareness and sell our product. Um, what we usually do is we'll do basically a general general overview of what their their current lists are, what their current presence is online, and you know if they're willing to go in on it, the the long term play in my opinion is always going to be the best play. So we'll start by just producing these kind of about us style videos, uh, and then as we get deeper down the funnel, we'll start doing more specific you know sales to different pain points, and then retargeting with testimonial videos, retargeting with um, product specific videos that talk about, you know, maybe a different pain point or maybe, you know, uh, another benefit to the product. So there's a whole slew of different video solutions that uh, we deploy for our, for our clients to be able to, um, to build brand awareness and obtain clients.
You mentioned the word funnel a couple of times there. Um, would you have a typical fly, uh, a typical funnel for a, for a client? Yeah. So right now we we're really looking to niche down. Um, so I mean, we're as startup as it gets. I mean, we left our day jobs uh, end of last year, and what it's that has meant for us is that you know it's 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 been a whole lot of taking clients on um, in a whole lot of different industries as a four man team, which is which is a good amount. So. What, we're, what we've been doing is really niching down to one industry. And what we found is within that industry, um, we've been able to get away with fairly simple simple funnels. Um, so really just running a video as a Facebook ad that then kind of dumps off to uh, a lead page uh, with, with a simple um, upsell on a thank you page is really the, the default funnel that we go to. So and a, 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 a lead page, I take it you mean off Facebook's platform and exactly. oh, yep. and did you actually mean lead pages or it can just be any lead page itself and uh, not, not yeah, lead so pages of software? Exactly. So it's just a landing page. So we'll go directly from a Facebook advertisement right over to a landing page. So we are bouncing off of Facebook to a landing page. And um, we, I mean, we specifically do use lead pages for, for our landing pages right now. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, uh, basically it's, it's, it's a thank you page after that. And that's kind of a deep, as deep as our funnel goes right now, we're dealing with a lot of, with the service industry, specifically the fitness industry itself. So there's not too deep of a funnel that, you know, we're not doing webinars and stuff like that for people. So um, it's fairly, fairly uh, simple funnels that we set up utilizing our video as the very tip of that, which would be a, a Facebook advertisement. And um, you mentioned thank you page there as well. What typically might you have on a thank you page? Yeah. So for our thank you page, uh, we put another, typically we'll put another video. So it's either the actual um, business owner thanking the individual for clicking through to the thank you page. Um, sometimes we'll use a, a, um, a static image as well. Um, we've seen, um, we've seen, you know, results in both arenas, but, but where our kind of like brand is video, we'll typically shoot for a thank you page style video. And it's, it's usually uh, an upsell on that on that uh, thank you page. And uh, one of the cool hooks that we've used is a, um, if you call us before you, if you call us before we call you, you know, uh, an extra month of, of gym membership or an extra X of our product is, is essentially what you're going to be winning. So it really, really is a, is a strong call to action to get that business owner's uh, phone ringing for them. So in terms of the video itself, um, a lot of videos that I actually see on Facebook have text on them as well. Um, do you recommend mm -hmm. that for every single video that is produced for advertising purposes as well? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's a pretty, it's pretty subjective. I mean, subtitles are pretty important. Um, I think that it, it, it depends on where you kind of are uh, as far as the, um, as far as your, your, the, your, your clients, um, whether you're dealing with the cold audience or warm audience. So it depends on where your audience is per se. Sometimes if we're really going after a cold audience, more text or, or things that, you know, encourage, you know, uh, a thumb stop kind of situation where if someone's scrolling through their newsfeed and we really want them to stop. It's, you know, sometimes text over video and the actual video itself can be important. can really help that within the first, you know, five to 10 seconds of the video uh, to kind of draw attention to it. Um, but uh, it can, it can really depend um, with our videos. We try, we try and really bring um, really high quality, so um, our text is, is usually, you know, um, towards the end of the video, if, if it's going to be um, at all. If, if, if not, it's, you know, at the very, very front. I'm just trying to think of 
some instances where we have used text. I mean, really what we're using text for is like a, uh, you know, tap, tap video for sound. That's right. what we're usually using text for. Other than that, the, the visuals that we produce are, uh, is what we really try and try and brand our, our clients with that, that really high quality look. So really subjective. I, I think text can be a big thing if you're looking to, to, uh, you know, um, maybe calls something out, some kind of action to, to, you know, stop scrolling in the very beginning of a video or something like that. But, um, other than that, um, and I'm assuming you're, you're talking about the video, not the thumbnail, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I guess with the thumbnail, um, doesn't Facebook have a certain amount of, of text limits that they actually have on the, the, the initial thumbnail? Yeah. Yeah. What about, um, the actual call to action, um, on the ad itself? Um, mm -hmm. Does, I mean, something like a PDF giveaway, is, is that something that you're trying to do just to collect information from people or are you trying to sell directly? Uh, it depends on the campaign. So um, one thing that we typically do is um, we either go one of two ways. If we think that scripting the actual video, uh, so if we deal with someone that comes in, they're like, look, I want to sell this product. There's a lot of research that we do into, you know, the pain points of the, those individuals that, you know, the, the customers that they're looking to sell to. And then the, the script itself is really built around that specific pain point. So for our clients, let's say we're selling one of our clients is in financial services. So let's say we're selling financial services. One thing we typically wouldn't do is go and create a video about, you know, the different feature sets of their services and you know, how great of an experience it is to walk through the door and get this great service. If we wanted to really sell a product to a pain point, then we need to be speaking to that specific pain point. Maybe it's, uh, you know, early 30s father of two that is looking for life insurance, or it's someone that's about to retire. Those are two different pain points. So we create two different videos for with two different scripts and two different funnels with two different sets of copy. So we try and get very specific with our copy and our calls to actions uh, when it comes to uh, our video funnels. Uh, and a lot of times we'll actually build in like a PDF giveaway as a, um, a link ad or just a static image ad uh, and then retarget with a video ad. Um, but the other strategy that we'll use is with our call to action, a lot of times we'll, we'll leave a call to action out of the video. So we'll say something at the end of the video, like click on this ad uh, if you're a first time, if we have this great promotion going on for first time customers or something like that. So that way we can AB split test different offers on our landing page. So that way, because we bake it into the video, if the, if the person in the video says, you know, I have X amount percentage off for new customers and we're locked into that specific offer. And if we want to AB split different offers and we can't do that, we'd have to shoot two different sets of videos. So in one video script, if we a little bit vague about the offer, but a strong call to action at the end, like, you know, I have an incredible new uh, discount going on for first time customers with limited, limited availability, et cetera, et cetera. If we're really going for a sale, we can split test that offer on the landing page. So that's a couple, couple different strategies we have for our calls to action. Great, great. Uh, and obviously, when you're actually targeting your advertising you have a plethora of options open to you. Um, it's not just about um, age or location. It's it's so right. so, so, uh, so much that you can choose from there. Um, what are a few of your favorite um, items to actually pre-select to try and drill down into that exact audience? Yeah, so one of the things that we've been dealing with um, a lot lately, and we've kind of, it, it's kind of a, a blessing, I guess, is that we've been dealing with individuals who have, uh, relatively heavy location-based businesses. 
So being able to simplify our targeting and simply hit things like age groups, genders, and locations has been something that we've been dealing with a lot. So what, what we'll do is we almost use, um, we almost use our call to, or, or not our call to action, but we use our targeting in our actual copies. So we'll actually kind of, you know, cat call out the actual demographic itself by blanketing a local area with um, not as maybe one interest tops, but it's mainly, you know, uh, gender, age, and location. And then we'll call that actual group are the target demographic out in the actual copy. And that's what I love about, you know, dealing with, you know, uh, local businesses or medium-sized businesses is you can hit that local region for a, you know, fairly small amount of money. So you don't have to be too, too targeted with your actual, um, you know, tactics on the back end. So it's a great place for people that maybe are just starting, you know, to go after local businesses and stuff like that. But, um, as far as the, uh, the tactics that we use for, for, um, anything deeper than just that kind of basic location targeting for us, um, really being able to utilize, you know, uh, email lists, uploading emailing, emailing lists and creating lookalike audiences is really where the sweet spot has been for us. So we love it when we can go to a company and they, you know, they have an email list of, you know, three, four or 5,000 people already, and we can create, you know, lookalike audiences off of that and mm. things like that. So that's just one of the, I guess, slightly more in-depth things as far as targeting that we're, that we really enjoy doing. I mean, that, people great. have said that lookalike audiences are, are, are your best audiences. So Okay, okay. Um, just one final question in relation to video advertising on Facebook. Um, obviously, you have to have a certain budget to begin with. Um, what is a reasonable amount to be able to actually determine if a, a campaign is working or not? Yeah. So, I mean, I've heard it said that, you know, after about five bucks, you'll know like wow. if, if, the, if the ad's working or not. So, um, for us, we've seen, um, we've seen, so our base packages, we usually start clients off at at least like a $500 per month minimum ad spend. And that's been enough for us to really bring in, you know, 50 plus leads for the, these fitness gyms and things that we've been working with. Um, but what we really try and do is, is differentiate ourselves by really getting hyper-focused on the goal. So if our goal is video views, um, with a hundred bucks, you can hit at hitting, you know, views at, a, a, a penny per view, mm. you know, you're hitting a large audience at that rate. So if you're looking at, you know, specifically just looking for, you know, a cost per conversion, um, I mean, we've, we've, depending on the product, we've set anywhere between, you know, five bucks to 15, 20 bucks, depending on what the product is. But that's really where the power of video is, is if we're talking about video views, businesses and marketers can get into utilizing video on Facebook for pennies per view, which right now is unheard of. It's kind of like it's kind of like when uh, well, Google AdWords first started, you know, people were going and buying words and stuff and bidding on words for like pennies. Right now, video views, you uh, we've just ran a couple campaigns recently. We're getting like one to three cents per view which is insane. I mean, the power mm. that that has to be able to run an ad like that, if we're not talking strictly about, you know, I want to put a hundred bucks in this month and get 200 bucks out, which is, is really not something that Facebook is designed to do in the first place per se, uh, out of the gate to a cold audience. Whether where the real power in video is, is in the cost per view. So I can get my message, my brand, my products in the right way in front of people for a short amount of money. I mean, one to three cents per view if you know you're targeting a, a you know the right audience with the right messaging so 
that's where the real power is in, in the cost per, per uh, video because it's only going to go up from here. Once people start flooding to the market, and so, you know, you'll start seeing even more video on Facebook, then it's like that that cost per view goes up. So uh, absolutely. Right now is the time to get in. Look what's happened with Google AdWords and uh, some exactly, industries. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I've just seen a tweet come up uh, from Dan Taylor saying um, we're live on Facebook and sharing that. So thanks, Dan. Um, Dan, I'm not actually going to read the comments out on Facebook because I'm too scared and going to the video, um, getting the video playing through my computer as well and just having a whole distortion going on there. So I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to go to the live video on Facebook and see if there's any comments there but thanks for sharing it on Twitter anyway. Um, but I'll just say that um, in a moment um, we're going to be moving on to the second part of our discussion where I'll be asking Matt about the software he couldn't live without. But first of all have you purchased a copy of Digital Marketing in 2017 the book yet? At 107 Digital Marketers, one book, all sharing their number one actionable tip for the year and written by me. So check out the reviews and grab your copy over digitalmarketingin2017.com. But let's segue into the second part of our discussion. So that focuses on Matt's thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading. So starting off with software I couldn't live without. So Matt, um, what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? Sure. So, I mean, as as a uh, video marketing based company, it's it's got to be our, our nonlinear editing system, uh, which we use right now is Final Cut, okay. Final Cut Pro. Um, I may get some flack from that if there's anyone on here that's in video production in their Adobe Premiere heads. Um, I'll say all day long that Premiere is probably uh, taking the cake these days, but um, I'm just a legacy guy on Final Cut. So for, for me, it would be Final Cut. Oh, okay. Good stuff. Um, well, here's we have had Adobe recommendations before, so you're not, yep, you're not sitting yep. by yourself. Yeah. Uh, here's Love a slight... to Adobe Premiere too. So. <laughs> um, well, here's a slightly more challenging question, and that is what piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you intend to try at some point in the near future? So for us right now, um, honestly, I'd have to say uh, ClickFunnels. Okay. And I'm sure there's a ton of guys that use it. It's just something that we haven't gotten around to. We we kind of fell into the lead pages uh, with um, uh, we use Active Campaign, so we're lead pages and Active Campaign integration. Um, but okay, uh, so you don't you don't use Drip. You're not you're not tempted to use Drip because obviously it's owned by the same company as Lead Pages. Yeah, no. So one of one of the one of uh, my mentors out in California is using Active Campaign. So I've I've been able to really sit down and go through it thoroughly with them. Mm. Uh, which has been awesome. So we've just kind of dove right into Active Campaign with that, and um, it's been a great integration. I haven't seen any any real hiccups. I mean, we were using you know Mailchimp through Lead Pages for a little while, and there was there was issues getting um, getting different uh, email lists to to sync through to Lead Pages. But Active Campaign has been been great. I just don't have the experience necessarily with uh, with Drip. So well, I mean, Active us, Campaign uh, looks looks great as well. I mean, I've I've tried it a little bit, but I haven't used it that much. So yeah, I would say it would be uh, it'd be ClickFunnels because they, from, you know, from what I understand, three hundred bucks a month, your one stop shop is all in there. So yes, okay, great, okay. Well, I'll certainly include links to that in the show notes when the um, episode's published at digitalmarketingradio.com. But let's move on to. I wish I would have. So I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? So for us, it would be. Um, focusing on uh, a niche. So um, one thing that we've 
all decided to uh, read a book was E-Myth. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it or yeah, I'm Michael sure Garber. Some people have, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's a really hugely popular book. So uh, one of our coaches turned us on to it um, uh, not too long ago, and it's really changed the way that we've gone about doing business. So for us, if I could go all the way back to you know day one, it would have been really hyper hyper focusing on a specific niche because what we did, like all businesses usually do, is you know you got to start paying yourself and start supporting yourself. So you'll kind of you know if you're a digital marketer, you go and you know you know fix the plumbing at someone's house for you know fifteen hundred bucks a month or something like that. So really focusing on uh, a specific niche and sticking with that. Uh, even though there may be a few more tribulations or, or trials in the beginning, kind of getting that off the ground in the long run. That's, I mean, that's, that's the way to kind of do it. The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. 10 quick questions, just two rows. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're okay. only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. Okay. So, are you ready? Here we go. go. This is going to be the tough one. All right, here we go. Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Facebook or LinkedIn? Facebook. Mobile or desktop? Mobile. Email marketing or web retargeting? Web retargeting. Website or app? Website. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Quality or quantity? Quality. Email contact form or telephone number? Email contact. Social subscriber or email subscriber? <sighs> email subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Local. <laughs> well, you got there. I think it was website or app that um, you struggled with the most. Yeah. Yeah, in a, in a former life, I worked for a uh, an app startup company, so <laughs> I had to stop for a second. I was like, you know, but for us, um, one of our guys in house is uh, just a monster with SEO and, and, and web design. So, kind of a shout out to him going for website over app. So okay, so that meant um, paid or SEO was a little bit of struggle as well, was it? Yeah. Yes. Um, I've seen the power, you know, again, with, the, with one of our guys, one of our partners is one of my four partners is, uh, I mean, he brings on clients for just SEO. Like we have our main thing that we do, but then he'll kind of bring clients into the fold and just handle them, you know, himself and he'll outsource some things to, to us internally. Uh, but he's just a monster with SEO. So I've seen it kind of firsthand, the power of it and the, uh, the lasting power of it. So I had to go SEO over paid search. Okay, we'll move on to... The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Mm -hmm. So I would spend it in Facebook marketing. I'd design a campaign. I'd dump all $10,000 into Facebook. Uh, and I would not so much depending on where i was if i was a new company i don't think i would necessarily worry too much about measuring success uh or if my if i was going to measure success what i would do is i would measure my success by the amount of um audiences i was able to build from those specific video ads okay well that just takes us up to my number one takeaway well matt you've offered a, a lot of great advice in our conversation but what is the number one takeaway what's the single most important step that our listener needs to take away and implement in their business 
execution. So for me, I don't consider myself an entrepreneur. Um, I really don't. I'm an individual that uh, never thought I'd be in the place that I'm at right now. And I'm blessed to be surrounded by three other guys that you know do have the entrepreneur spirit and things like that. But for me, what I've really realized is that the difference between um, success, people that are successful and people that aren't comes down quite simply to execution. And, and that's it. The people that, you know, are going to go out and do the people that won't, you know, so that's what it really came down to for me. And, you know, for people out there that are listening that, you know, um, are either in the same place or even further along, you know, they, they know, they know that answer all too well. And for people that are, you know, kind of still coming up and thinking about starting their own business, you know, just, just execute. It, it's really as simple as that, you know, stop thinking about scheming, planning, just start executing. So you can't trump execution and consistency. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time and your advice. What's the best way for a listener to find out more about you and what you do? Yeah, uh, shoot me an email, uh, matt at mobiusmediasolutions.com. You can also hit us up at our website, mobiusmediasolutions.com. And um, we love we love just meeting people, networking. I've, I've seen a few of your uh, episodes before and I've hit up some some individuals that uh, that you um, had on the show and stuff like that. So just kind of building out our network. So if there's anyone out there that wants to reach out, you know, we're uh, we're not a massive company. We're four guys, you know, that are starting to grow and starting to take on employees and stuff like that now. So we'd love to, to talk to people that are, you know, past where we are and where we are and maybe a little bit, you know, below where we are. So just like to network and meet new people wonderful so thanks to matt and thank you dear listener too if you have an opinion of what matt shared today tell us what you think facebook pages facebook.com slash digital marketing radio and you can tweet me at david bain plus remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already so you can do that over at digitalmarketingradio.com slash itunes for iphones or digitalmarketingradio.com slash android for android devices But until we meet again, be fantabulous and do one thing that scares you. Adios. Thanks so much, Dave. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you. This is a lot of fun.